Well, because when when you have a large uh, breastesis and you're playing a game, you know, the youngsters, right? It was not many years where that means dinner time, right? They're 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 uh, years of separation from from uh, you know having a big old boobalus means it's meal time. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's just distracting. It's distracting for the youngsters. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's a you know, you should just reference the Lion King and it's like, you know, it's it's a circle of life. The yeah. circle of life. Mariolas Akuna, of life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Matata, you know what I'm saying? Akuna oh. Mabuba. Oh that's a good one. I like that. Kumama Booba. Alrighty, moving on. <laughs> What's up? How are you doing? It's me, Manny C. I'm sitting here with Less Than Greg and the one and only Buddha Will. He's back. The return. Uh, We are part of the Hardcore Casuals, a collection of oddballs and content creators who's dedicated to bringing you the very best of games, gaming, and all things entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hardcore Casuals Lounge. Oh, baby. How are you guys doing? Buddha, welcome back, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good to have you yeah. back, Buddha. A little bow, a little bow. Yeah, you know. There you go. Uh, Greg, how how back how are you doing? How was your week? Thank you, thank you. Happy to be here. Uh, breathing, uh, living. I'm good. Uh huh. Uh huh. Breathing, mm-hmm. living, both good things. Both good things. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Hand in let's hand. let's dive right in. I guess you know what. Let me let me just talk about the website. Guys, we have a website, thehardcorecasuals.com. That is thehardcorecasuals.com. Go ahead, check it out. Podcast notes are over there. Leave uh, leave some comments. We'd love to see it. Um, if you're over there listening on iTunes, leaving a, um, a message over there, a little comment, some five-star reviews, wink, wink, nod, nod. We'd appreciate it. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, now, with that out of the way, let's start with you, Buddha. Yeah. How yeah. was your week? Oh, my week was awesome, man. I mean, obviously, um, as some of you that have been following on like uh, Instagram and on Twitter and Facebook and whatnot, uh, I was at uh, EDC Orlando for the big music festival out there. So, uh, if any of you ravers out there want to know more about it, uh, just uh, let me know. How many? How many? Uh, luggages full of glow sticks did you have to bring or did you get your glow sticks in orlando uh you know it's a lot easier to get through uh security with um with as less glow sticks as possible um (laughs) 
Like I, you know, I uh, every I don't know if people remember or not, but I, you know, I had I had I always have issues when I go through the security. There's always something that happens, and on the way back, I didn't have anything major going out. Coming back though, um, I was running a little bit late. You know, I I, I checked in mobily. So I was just like, yo, I checked in mobily. I got like 30, 40 minutes before the flight actually happens. You know, I was kind of just taking my sweet time. You know, I thought, oh, I've already checked in. What more? I just got to check in a bag and I'll be fine. Well, apparently when I went to go check in the bag, they said, oh, it turns out you're about nine minutes late for said check-in for bag and you're going to have to go through security with it. And I was like, oh, crap. You know, that means all my like, you know, toiletry stuff, you know what I mean? All that, you know, you can't have liquids over so many ounces and all this stuff. And uh, like, you know, I vape also. So I have my vape, my vape juice, all this. And I was just like, man, I was like, this is going to be, this is going to be pretty costly. They're going to go through my bag and just like, just have to dump half of it out. And um, when I got up there, I, I, you know, I told them, I was like, hey, you know, I was trying to check in my bag, but they told me I had to come through you guys. Um, can you guys just throw it on the plane? Like, I can see the plane from right here. I'm like, I'm looking at the plane out the window. I'm like, it's right there. You want me to take it out there and hand it to the guy? I'll do it. You know, whatever. Like, and they're like, no, no, no. You know, we've got to check it and all this stuff. I'm like, all right, well, let's do your worst. And apparently like they not knocking the airlines. Cause I mean, you know, it is what it is, but they like, they just opened it up and saw like the first thing that stood out, which happened to be like a bottle of lotion. And they like, were just like, oh, well, this can't go, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, no, no shit. I get it. It's my rave lotion. You know, yeah, it was my (laughs) rave lotion. But you know what I mean? But it was like one of those things where it was like, oh man, like that's the least of my worries. Like, you know, I've got all my other stuff and it's way more expensive. Like, you know, and uh, they were just like, all right, well, yeah, you can go ahead and go, but that can't go. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Just toss that. Yeah. Seven bucks. Right. I, yeah. I can live with that. Like, yeah, go ahead. Grab my bag and, and hauled ass to that plane. Um, so, but other than that, it was a great trip. I met some awesome people. Uh, shout out to my homies from California that showed up and uh, some friends that I met from Nashville, Tennessee. So good times, good times, but I did get a little gaming in. I did get a little game. Really? In. While you were, while you were away. I did. I well, you know what? Uh, they dropped uh, Terry Bogard for uh, Smash Bros. Uh, and anybody that's uh, played King of Fighters uh, knows who Terry Bogard is. Uh, and uh, that used to be one of my favorite fighting games back in the day. It also um, one of my favorite animes that I first started watching was an anime movie that had to deal with the King of Fighters story. Um, and uh, so I had to go in there and try it out. You know, I just I just got him. I didn't I didn't buy like the fighter pass or nothing like that. Um, the other fighters don't really interest me too much. But Terry Bogard, I had to I had to try it. And he's he's actually a lot of fun to use because um, he's more of a traditional fighting style. I don't know, I guess like the mechanics to utilize his moves are more in tune with like your Street Fighter esque type of controls. Oh, he's got the fireball move. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's some of that going on. So it's like, I don't know. It feels a little bit more at home. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a Street Fighter guy, um, you're a little bit more in tune um, with it. Um, So that was a lot of fun. I also, uh, I played a ton of Monster Hunter World, trying to chew through Iceborne's uh, expansion. Um, Me and the boys got together and... uh, started chewing on some of that, some really interesting monsters 
very difficult monsters, especially if you're a guy like me who's been utilizing the bow this whole time. Uh, but some of them are just, uh, I mean, just crazy, fast, nasty, big, strong, angry dinosaurs. Very angry. Uh, but so that's been a lot of fun. Um, I also, uh, Manny, I went ahead and tried out uh, a game me, me and you were talking about. Uh, me and Corrupt decided we were going to try out this We Were Here. I saw you play, bro, I, l- last night, right? I saw you freaking uh, playing yeah. it. Bro, yeah. I was a little... I was a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. Well, you know what? Um, <laughs> there is, there's two different ways of going about it. So we can still play it. Um, but it, it's very interesting. Like it's very, it's, it's very cool. It's a very interesting co-op, not like other, other games. Well, I mean, I guess the, the, what is it that I played? The uh, man of Medan or whatever has right. some of that similarity to it. Um, apparently there's two other we were here games out there there's we were really? here two and then the last one that they recently i think just put out was uh, we were here together so um basically to give you the gist of it you have two people um and you're basically trying to solve puzzles together but you're not together on the map so the things that I'm looking at pertain to you and the things you're looking at in the area you're in pertain to me. And we're both trying to communicate and figure things out. So it's very interesting, very fun little co-op. Um, but yeah, Manny, we can still, we can still get in on it and play it uh, because there's a other side that I have no idea what it looks like or how it is to be on the other side type of thing. So, so there's, there's uh, like baked in replay <clears throat> value. Like you can play through it the whole uh, thing once. Yeah, you definitely can. Um, like, you know, cause there's two different, you know, cause there's like one side of puzzles that you have to deal with. And then the other person has a whole nother set of things that they've got to deal with. So it's like, and I, you know, corrupt played one side and I, you know, like I didn't get to see any of it and they utilize a, they utilize a walkie talkie system. So you don't actually use like, uh, they even, they even tell you in the beginning, like they'll, they'll notice if you're on Xbox live in a party chat. And they'll tell you to not to, to, to really? take it off. Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> That's cool. So, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get into that because that was pretty cool. Um, I did try uh, one of the Game Pass games that dropped, uh, Lonely Mountains Downhill, um, which is, uh, if anybody's ever remembered Descenders when it came out, this is more of like a cartoony version of it. The artwork is, is kind of neat, but you're basically on a mountain bike and you're trying to get downhill on these trails as fast as you can and um and hit all these different checkpoints the maps are pretty pretty good size there's a little bit of difficulty with it um when you're dealing with like camera angles and stuff like that and the motion of trying to get get down this hill as as fast as possible so that was kind of neat um but you know if it's on game pass and if you're into mountain bikes and stuff like that it's going to be a pretty cool one the and name kind of sounds yeah, I, the- I, was, I was looking at <clears throat> go, like- go ahead greg you were lo- i'm sorry I was just yeah, I was just gonna say that I was looking at that game when I was looking through Game Pass a couple of days ago, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, that game. Uh, looking at looking look at the feel of that, like sort of taking the shortcuts and and jumping downhill. Yeah, you know, in the, in the I, trailer I like that, it showed though. you can go like different routes, which was cool. Just just to get that high score, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I dig that kind of stuff. Like I don't know, something for for whatever reason, I like these offbeat games. I'm I'm always drawn to the weird stuff that doesn't look like anything normally that i would be playing but uh 
but yeah, it was a, it's a fun little game. Like I, I actually enjoyed it. I wish it was like a, uh, like a two player mode where like, you know, you're both trying to race down the hill and see if you can get down the fast. That would be really cool. But, um, and then last but not least, I've, I've been playing some more battlefield five. I had to complete my tree to get my, um, skin for the event that they've got going on now. So, um, what do you think so of the new the new uh, map, the Pacific Islands? Uh, I love it all. They dropped there was more than just that map. They dropped some uh, smaller maps for some more tactical play. So there's a uh, basically a eight on eight uh, version, smaller versions of these maps that you come at at different angles uh, to hold positions and try to get as many kills as possible uh, to win. Uh, so. Uh, I, t- that's, that's the latest, uh, event that they have going on. And, you know, they do a really cool job of like, you know, they, they set like goals that you have to be. So it forces you to like, <clears throat> if you're not a sniper, um, there's a part of it. If you want to complete it, you have to, you have to, to get in and be a sniper. So it kind of like, you know, at one point you gotta be a sniper. And then the next, the next challenge is like, you know, oh crap, you know, you gotta get, uh, you gotta build up so many fortifications with your support guy so it's like it keeps you it, it keeps you going you know through your tree um to get to the end result and it lasts for like i think it lasts for like a two week or a week period um to get like whatever skin it's usually some kind of skin that you win at the end if you can complete all the tasks within the period or whatever so um but the 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 smaller maps causes you to be way more technical because kills count uh, reviving people becomes super important because you don't want your kill totals to, 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 to max out because you lose, you can lose that way. So picking up people is a must. Um, and not, you can't just run in there. I mean, there's times where you can run in there and just guns blazing and hope for the best. But a lot of it is focused on sticking with your squad and utilizing, like, I, I think that's what the theme for this week is basically squad play. So you're really having to hug, hug it out with your guys and work together a little bit more on a slower, not so runny and gunny uh, style. So, um, but it's been a lot of fun. I, I'm, I'm digging all the new stuff. Like I'm, I'm, I'm digging it quite a bit. The katana is just freaking. There's nothing like running up on a squad of people with a katana and you're just slashing away at stuff. You're a madman, Buddha. You're mad. Uh, yeah, you, well, you know, if you're on the Japanese side, you get the katana. If you're on the American side, you get the flamethrower. So there's all kinds of evil that can be bestowed upon people. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty intense moments on that new map. There's like a cave area, and it's like probably that like me and corrupts like favorite spot to be in because it is literally just madness. I mean, people are getting peeled left and right trying to storm this cave. If you're inside the cave, trying to hold it from all the impeding forces that are coming in. Uh, from all the different entryways, it's uh, it's just chaos, and I I find that that is the funner moments when it comes to Battlefield Five. It's just that where you're like you where you really feel like you're in a war, and everything's blowing up around you, and your teammate is down, and he's in the the firefight, but you're like, I gotta pick him up, I gotta run through this these this bomb raid right now, and stuff is just. Uh, blowing up and grenades are th- getting thrown everywhere it's it's a uh, chaos at its best um and i think that's when that that game really shines when the buildings are blowing up next to you and tanks are you know going off and blowing up next to you and that's uh 
that that makes that game so much fun. I I, I love it. <laughs> I love all the chaos of it. Which but, one do you uh, like better, the flamethrower or the katana? Oh man, they each have their own like uh, unique drips of joy. Like, because the katana, you know, when you're running with a katana, you really you're kind of vulnerable because you're coming at somebody, and it's very much one hit, one you know, one slash, one kill. Uh, you've got different motions, like uh, if you like if you left trigger, you slash up and down. If you hit right trigger, you slash left to right. So depending on where you are, like, you know what I mean? When you come up on people, um, so you find that when you're with a katana, you're really trying to like flank the opposite, uh, the opposite side and hopes that you can catch a squad slipping, focus in on, on the firefight. And you can just like, the best is when you jump into a bunker and you're just moving really fast and just slashing people left and right. And people are just peeling. Um, but then you, when you have the flamethrower, when you're trying to take that bunker, um, and you just unload and, and just make that bunker just a big old bonfire. Um, and you got people, you know, running left and right. They're on fire screaming. It's, um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad to say that it's a good time, but darn it. It's a good time. <laughs> I love it. I really dig it. Like when I hear people screaming and stuff, I feel like I'm inflicting pain. And I'm just like, yeah, burn, baby, burn, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just, uh, it, it, it's, 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 the, they keep it very um, balanced because the flamethrower and the katana, not everybody can get one. It, you have to wait for it to spawn on certain areas in the map. Um, so when somebody has it and they, and they die, it, it, after so long, I think it's like a minute and a half or so, then it will spawn in the spot. So it's kind of like whoever's there close enough to actually grab it can utilize it. Um, so it's not like everybody's running around with katanas and flamethrowers. So it's, that's a good thing. So, but, uh, but yeah, uh, good times. And that's pretty much uh, what I did this week. Word, word. Greg, what about you then? What, what, what you got going on this week? Oh man, it was a uh, crazy week. A lot of video games actually this week. Nice. Uh, I, yeah, I played more of Outer Worlds, which is uh, on the Supernova difficulty. Oh, gosh. Like, bananas hard. I'm up to the part. I still haven't got my, like, it's so difficult. I haven't gotten my ship off that first planet. <laughs> really? So I've, I, yeah, I played like, I played like two and a half hours probably uh, this week. And uh, yeah, I haven't got, haven't got it off yet. Uh, it's tough on that mode, man. And I, you know what? I don't think I geared my character necessarily in a way or like pick the right attributes because I feel like my character is very weak and I'm dying quickly. Now, do you, did either of you play um, Out of Worlds? I, I played it. I played it. Yeah, so you you know that first part where you get like the the part for your ship to mm -hmm, mm -hmm. ship, I guess where you yeah. have to make your first major decision. Yeah, I'm I'm mm. I like my character is very dumb, <laughs> um, and and unfortunately very weak. Like I put a lot of stuff into his charisma. He's got a okay. He's got a great, <laughs> got personality. great personality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just not necessarily uh, suited for space battles. Um, so yeah, I played a bit of that. Um, I played Call of Duty, 
Modern Warfare, a popular game, popular first-person shooter that's out right now. But I did something that I hadn't been playing. I played a mode that I hadn't been playing. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, 2v2 mode, which I think is like spot-on fun if it's just you and like one buddy. Very tight maps, very uh, open sight lines. Uh, but they're only open for like briefly. So you like, like it counts three, two, one. Each of you guys are on one other side. You can like see somebody run like behind an object. Uh, and you got like a second. And if you shoot fast enough, you can, you can really snag them. But yeah, 2v2 is a lot of fun. And I also played, uh, I also like TDM and uh, free for all, like the, the other two modes. But yeah, Call of Duty's so- been really good. So Greg, have you been playing that on? Uh, have you been playing that console or PC? I've been playing on console. Okay. Have you noticed yeah. any difference, like when you're playing against PC players, that yeah, they have an I advantage? Yeah, off. Oh yeah. Off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing against, unless like somebody in my community uh, wants to come play or you know, right on PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just keep it off. Hmm. I, I, I no, like like honestly good. i think that's the way it should be right i like clearly when when you have first person shooter games the advantage is going to go to keyboard and mouse it just it just is when you're accustomed to keyboard and mouse your target acquisition is going to be better way more accurate right and faster right. you can turn around so there's an, a huge advantage there but to be able to turn it back on for those instances where you have a friend that that's on PC and and you can play knowing full well yes it's going to be fun because you're with your friend but it's also going to suck because you're you know you're going to get freaking turned on by these freaking keyboard and mouse dudes but you can mentally expect it right <laughs> you can you can well you, you know what i think it would make you better I, that. that's that's my theory is that if you you know if you continuously play with higher caliber players, you have a tendency to start playing up to par. And so I'm really curious as to how long it'll be before. I mean, you know, cause I mean, I, you know, cause usually when you're playing with on console, you have an aim assist. So you, you, right. they try to even the, the score up a little bit with that. So I'm really curious as to how, cause I've heard people do that on apex where it's like, they'll actually hook up their Xbox controller as opposed to playing pc uh, or keyboard and uh, mouse massacre uh it's interesting to get interesting to get a, to get uh because once you get used to aim assist it's really kind of hard to let that go when you go to when you're doing keyboard and mouse so i'm just curious as to like how long it will take uh, for somebody to really dig in and actually get really good console wise to, to keep up with pc gaming yeah, yeah i have no idea i, I need to <clears throat> like an aim assist i just assume just the like setting wise like your wrist isn't going to be as fast as your thumb but uh yeah so that was a lot of fun that was really interesting uh the 2v2 mode i love that mode that's awesome and then um what was really fun speaking of playing with uh friends i had this week a buddy of mine who hasn't played video games in like 10 years plus um signed up for steam i walked him through all that i i walked him through uh getting on discord uh got them all set up 
like he came when he came to visit me uh, a few weeks ago and i showed him the xbox and uh, we were playing a game and it, it, this dude like pilots drones for a living oh. right mm-hmm. so like he was holding the controller uh like as if he was controlling a uh <laughs> like a drone so like he had oh. like his fingers like you would do an rc car or something right not right like you'd regularly hold an xbox controller and i was like okay all right let's see <laughs> <laughs> but, well, uh, i thought that was a pro strat isn't that the remember like maybe. people were talking about the claw the claw technique yeah. Yeah. right right yeah. right yeah, I don't know. I've never seen somebody hold a control like that. Yeah, look like, at look it up. Look up the 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 claw grip. Like, and there's uh, a it's like a different way people hold that controller. That's very similar to that. Well, I wound up kicking his ass at uh, <laughs> NHL nineteen. Showed him no mercy. <laughs> but no, I got him hooked up on Steam, and we wound up playing uh, Tabletop Simulator. A oh, game nice. called Blockus. You can get it like a. Uh, it's a, it's like a tech oh, opposite Tetris type board game, but uh, super fun. And then uh, Magic. I played Magic. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm gold three right now. Oh. Um, what, what's getting you there? The life game or no? I that? just you know sometimes I I I I kill people and then sometimes I'm just not drawing enough land. Or uh, just I gotta get bad. I get stuck in a bad spot, and then I, they, they just kill me. But uh, it's probably I'm probably like winning four out of six games, or something with this with this deck. So nice. I lose two. Did you play the special event, the Oko? Um, I did not. Mm. Oh man, you guys yeah. missed it. You didn't get to I play know. it either, did you, Manny? <clears throat> I will. Oh. Um, Magic was the only game that I that I played this week. Um, I it didn't really get too much into gaming, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I just play. I always, I almost exclusively just play like straight ranked. Even when I'm testing a, a new deck, I just put it right into ranked. <clears throat> you know, which sometimes yeah. sucks real bad because it's like I could tell right <laughs> away. I was like, oh no, like like the first time I did my red, white, and blue uh wall deck, uh I put that on and I I lost, lost, lost. I was in gold already, and I got the second I was out of gold, I was like, okay, I need to retool this deck <laughs> because it's <was> ruining <laughs> my my stats, you know. But uh but yeah, I, I uh, I've been doing definitely a bunch of the magic. I have the, I want to retool my red, white, and blue wall deck. I have a couple cards in there that I think will will make it go a little better. Uh, but I have this black and blue deck, which I've been using the adventure mechanic, which which is it, it's an interesting mechanic which allows you to do the same card twice for two different purposes an instant or a sorcery and a creature uh, which is definitely pretty pretty interesting so i think i i don't want to go too much into that because i think I, I said the same thing last week but yeah just playing magic <laughs> but, you know it was uh you know it was interesting though uh when i was play i played a bunch of magic this week too and uh tonight before the podcast i went to my local game shop and i um 
I just straight up bought one of my decks. So, you know, you can go into the game shop and I think they charged like 10 cents for un, uh, 10 cents for mm-hmm. commons and yeah. uh, 15 cents or 20 cents for uncommons. And then he had books and each of the books was like a dollar and plus, you know. So I think the most expensive card I wound up buying was $7. But the uh, the overall whole deck only cost me like twenty five dollars, and I like I know yes. that I do pretty well with this deck in MTG Arena. So I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll show up to a Magic uh, one Friday <laughs> night before the podcast. You know, yeah, let them see my deck. You know, right, throw it right, out right. there. Yeah, <laughs> that would be, yeah, man, that's that awesome, would be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, just for for fun. Yeah, I saw a bunch of your wall cards today, and they were. They were in the 15 25 cent range. Oh, were they? Okay. All right. I yeah. might, might be, this is right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my price range. Right yeah. up your wall. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that, that was it for me, game wise. Oh, oh, and I played Minecraft Earth. Oh, yeah. Tell me about um, it. Tell me about the Minecraft Earth. Yeah. Uh, super fun. Uh, you know, walking simulator game, um, Pokemon Go, um, except uh, you're walking around and you'll just get these little clusters of, uh, you know, it'll just be like blocks and you tap it, tap it, tap it, tap it. And then it's like, okay, you tap this thing, you wound up getting like five uh, cobblestone and two two regular stone, which are uncommon. And then oh, you got this rare flower. So everything that you collect by walking through the world is your building materials for you can get these different build plates. You could pop them onto a table. You could plop them onto a floor. If you plop them on a floor far away and then walk up to it, you know, the the perspective makes it bigger and you can actually like walking around inside whatever you build. Um, And then you know how they have Pokemon gyms. Well, Minecraft Earth has these adventures and you go to like a church just like in, you know, uh, Pokemon Go or whatever where they have a thing or a park. And uh, it's more, you know, I've seen it more in parks now that I think about it, not churches like you would like Pokemon Go. Uh, that would suck so much if you're like open. sitting in a service and then it's like, oh, there's an adventure. It's right. It's right there in the baptismal, you know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm sorry go ahead <laughs> well i know a lot of the churches and stuff were were requesting like for like the pokemon gyms to be taken off you think they want people to show up to well the, 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 the problem God. was i want the, two gyms in my church well see the problem was is that you're able to name your i think it, it, it's either you name your gym or you name your your pokemon and so it shows the name of the of that when you're looking at it and unfortunately people were putting some pretty vulgar stuff um oh, as the name amazing. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> there's always got to be those right those right. guys <laughs> they're, they're everywhere i mean they're, they're in everything right. you do there's always the ones that are just like where you just kind of shake your head and like why why was it necessary to have to do that <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I know there was some churches that were requesting like the gyms to be taken off from their location. So maybe that's uh, why 
the earth thing is more. Well, no, I think it's just because you have more space to put down your well, that too, yeah. your adventure plate and you can actually walk around <clears> in it. But uh, yeah, so the adventures, uh, you know, it'll put like uh, hostile mobs and like a little scene and you have to like beat the hostile mobs and then um, you're, you can, you can mine all the stuff in the scene to keep it uh, for building. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, super cool. Like uh, this is one point. Uh, I went up to and it was just like a little tree scene and it had two spiders. I killed the two spiders. I mined a bit and it said, oh, okay, congratulations, you rank up. Um, and then I went to another one and it was like a hut and then surrounded by um, trap doors and you open up one of the trap doors and you fall down into a cave and there were spiders and uh, skeletons and creepers. I, I went up dying. It was like freaking out a little bit. It's like, ah, you're trying to like <laughs> turn around and, uh, you know, you're tapping to, to fight things. It's, it was a, like a little chaotic, but it, you know, I thought it was a lot of fun. We had a good, I had a good time with it. So I'll, I'll you, keep trying it. Did you play it that? It out a few uh, times. There was some bugs. Did you play that with, uh, with your daughter or were you just giving it a go on your own? Yeah, I was just test, testing it. Um, but she seems interested in giving it a try. So maybe this week, like I said, there was some, some pretty bad bugs too. Like I'd go to tap something and then just keep like on this one screen, like with a shaking tree for like five minutes. It was just oh. like, it, that happened multiple times while yeah, trying to yeah. play it. Interesting. Yeah, super cool. That's pretty good. Uh, I think there's a lot of interesting uh, potential with that. I think that that kind of stuff, like eventually the augmented reality glasses right. right are going to be a thing right it's it's really is right around the corner uh and th- those type of ar games and ar apps are going to be very very interesting imagine i mean I, I, we're going to start seeing those things in in everything and everything glass you know Mm. um at some point i, I think it'd be really cool also yeah. to have like freaking the augmented reality type well but also potentially dangerous in, in your in, <laughs> while you're driving you know what i'm saying on the freaking windshield um you're gonna have like some sort of data appear on the freaking on the freaking glass I, sure. I, I have a heads-up display on my car right now it shows on the windshield like your speed your time oh, does it stuff is like it really that. already yeah. oh geez yeah, and no, like, that's from like a. I have a 2010 car too, so it was like back in the day. But wow. um, yeah, I think like Magic Leap and HoloLens when they all that, when stuff. All that stuff is just in like regular eyeglass size. Yeah. That's that's going to be the ticket because you could be looking at something that nobody else is looking at. You know, it could be, you, like I got some privacy in my eyeballs. It's uh, it's gonna it's gonna be it's going to be kind of cool. Right. And then also it's going to be pretty terrible at the same time. I can already, I can already see how it's going to be abused. You know what I'm saying? It's like, imagine it's going to be a whole new, a whole new uh, level of pop-up ads. You know what I'm saying? Oh my God. It's like, it's going to be terrible. (laughs) But, uh, Oh, you know, I don't know. Whatever, whatever. Oh, did you hear that noise? Did you hear that noise? That wait, noise wait, means what? it's time for the news. Um, top oh, story. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a couple stories here actually. YouTube, YouTube made the news. Um, one of the things that uh, 
that the people were kind of they were not very they were not very pleased youtube is changing its terms of service right um and it it seems to be from what i'm able to to gather a a, a pretty a pretty um harsh step against content creators like it's long standing content creators uh so you're seeing all kinds of people um, that have been on YouTube for quite some time, and they're 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 pretty upset. And and I'm looking at this Kotaku article now. Kotaku every single time they always take every opportunity to talk about unionization. You know what I'm saying? So it's not really yeah, a surprise 100%. to see Kotaku talk about, oh, this is it. It's time to unionize. <laughs> um, and, and and I personally, I am not. I'm very weary of unions and unionization, right? However, something has to be done over here with YouTube, man, because because it doesn't. It seems to be um, they seem to be anti-content creators. So so what's what's going on? Um, some of the some of the changes to the platform as a content creator. I, I remember seeing some of the uh, watching videos this week. Uh, people are saying, listen, every single video that and back catalog video. So if you have content creators that have hundreds and hundreds, some thousands of freaking videos, you know, you have to go back and then manually review each one and then dictate or not dictate, uh, uh classify them as adult content or child friendly content. Or what have you, right? And they tell you straight up, like, if you get this wrong, like, they advise you to get a lawyer. If you get this wrong, they're going to fine you, you know, potentially, uh, you know, thousands of dollars <laughs> for 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 mis misclassifying uh, said said video, you know, and then. Uh, some some of the uh, clearly these whatever you put your your classification on is going to affect your your monetization right uh there's already been a whole slew of of complaints about how how uh a, a non-transparent youtube is people getting you know demonetized and flagged and 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 whatnot without really being clear about it now now youtube says hey this is our attempt to be more transparent but as it stands right now the people you know a lot of youtube creators are just very un very unhappy um yeah i don't know what do you guys think about that did you guys hear about about uh about these changes and what do you yeah thinking? this is um I think what's really interesting is the guy who um, wants to get this uh, unionization thing going. He's like, a, he's got 2.3 million subscribers or whatnot. Um, but he's he's from the EU, so you know it's like a whole different mentality. I think when it comes to that. But the uh, terms and the the terms of service changes that they specifically point to um, is where it used to be that YouTube may terminate your account or your Google account access to part of the service of YouTube beliefs if it's the sole discretion up to YouTube. So that like, um, you know, that's how it's always been. But now it's like um, that provision is to service to you is no longer commercially viable. So 
they're 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 discussing what the actual uh, the meaning of it being commercially viable. Um, right, so, and and that is not expressly explained <laughs> with with any of the documentation, as far as I I can see. So that's that's a of leaving people to just believe that smaller pages and or older pages whatnot and or what whatever really it's completely up to the discretion of youtube they can essentially just start canceling people out just because right well it says right here the company outright states that there's no obligation to host or serve content um so if they don't think what you're putting out isn't uh you know they don't have to host you and save your stuff i mean i don't I don't think a union a youtube union is the answer to that I, no no it's not right <laughs> i think just like another company is the answer to that you know yeah, yeah. Well, i, I agree go ahead go ahead buddha go ahead buddha what were you, what were you well doing? you know i mean i i don't know i mean i always considered it, if you had a union that would mean that you were actually you know unionizing to deal with your employer and that's right none of them are not, employers right yeah you're not I mean, employees you might be i'm making sorry money via their platform but you're not actually employed but you know what i mean you know? right so i mean I, I i don't know how that all is gonna how that all is gonna fall you and, know and the, the kotaku article flat out says well you know it's going to be difficult because none of them are employees. Like, and I've seen this with Kotaku again and again. They're they're all like, "Yo, this is it. Unionize, unionize." Like, I, I don't really see that as as honestly being the ultimate answer. What really needs to to happen, and this is much easier said than done, but YouTube needs some freaking like real competition. And now this is where an agreement of popular content creators can actually make a difference because if they can pool together resources, right. And, or just agree, like, listen, let's, let's just leave right to, an, to another platform that would uh, immediately give credence to, to said platform, you know, but either way, in my, as far as I can see it, YouTube needs competition like bad right. real real bad and and to me i'm I looking at all this nonsense and i've been looking at this nonsense for quite some time right like like this it seems right. like they are they want to phase out the old-time content creators in favor of the you know late night tv type type stuff they want to be more just like regular television they want right. they want to be an, uh, a, another hulu another netflix you know what i'm saying they want that that type of content but the the individuals and you know individual uh, uh content creators this is just not they're not interested in that anymore you know but the the, the thing that's scary the, uh... to me and this will be my last point because I, I i know i can ramble the thing that's that's scary <laughs> to me is that they <sighs> seem to be dick like they seem to be um picking and choosing what what type of thought is okay you know what i'm saying like i watch a lot of conservative guys and they're like oh even though it's not expressly uh against their terms of service they don't unless they don't like what they're saying and demonetize anyway right as an example with steven crowder 
they said YouTube straight up said he did not break any TOS rules. And then they turned around and demonetized him anyway. So like to me that that kind of stuff is concerning. Greg, what were you going to say? I'm just saying I think the uh as the po as the um when it comes to the unionization, I think it like sort of clarifies what the ideal is that this person has, and that's basically not these youtubers coming together necessarily to like divide some kind of monetary value or something like that, but it's more to push for better transparency right, and accountability right. in the management of YouTube and how exactly what you're talking about where steven crowder or whatever or, or left wing or right wing and he, it seems to be around politics now but um to to find out why that they're moving there or make the the algorithm that they're using open for these people to dissect and figure out uh, and if you can unionize and, and and almost like you said, um, get a lot of these guys to leave together and in scaring YouTube, like, oh, like these guys together have 15 billion views. Right. If they leave and go someplace else is that can they leverage that power is, is I think what this, this union's going after, not so much the monetary division uh, amongst them. I yeah my, and and definitely but the but then again there has to be a viable platform and I'm not sure there is any any yet there are some that are out there right there's minds.com there's bitchute right and people are already uh copying their YouTube content and, and putting it over there but the the traffic isn't isn't there like it's it's a tough it's a tough spot you know like YouTube essentially monopolized the I mean, it's not a true monopoly, but like effectively, they're the only ones. You know, I'm saying they penetrated the headspace of everybody. That's where they go. It's like when you go look something right. up, you type in Google. I mean, it's just right. It's in the vernacular. You know, it's in the it's in it's in the Merriam-Webster's dictionary. It's like YouTube means a place where people go to upload content. You know, it's it's that ingrained in our society. Uh, but I mean that that's that's the thing where where there early on there was competition right there 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 were more viable comp, uh, places because YouTube was was kind of starting out and so were a bunch of other other um um video upload services right <clears throat> but YouTube said hey don't if you don't uh, produce content or whatnot for these other platforms. We will give you a piece of the pie, right? So they had the monetization early, and they 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 you know scooped up individual content creators um, more effectively because of this. But now that YouTube is is big, right? It seems to me that they are they're actively looking to phase out the people that made them and and uh, in favor of more cookie cutter type type outlets, you know, like like all like when you when you go on the stuff that they're that they're pushing are just generic TV types, you know, and I, when I go to YouTube, that's not what I'm right. looking for. I like the individual creators, you know, what I'm saying I will see what it does when I go. What what does it tell me? Or we're gonna what, do a YouTube people I subscribe right to. 
right. trending. Let's look at trending. Just yeah, when quick. you look at at uh, trending, let's. I mean, it's going to be different for everybody, but you're gonna you're gonna. For me, I end up seeing a lot more late night stuff, a lot more like yeah. you know, general news stuff, general TV stuff, and I don't care about any of these. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh. So yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I, YouTube's problematic, man. YouTube t- to me, and it's a shame. It's to me, it's it's a big, it's a big old shame. I don't like, I don't like what I'm seeing um, from there. It's all red flags and concerning. Now, do they have a right to to run their own platform? Absolutely, they do. But I don't think it's, I don't think they're doing a very good job of being transparent uh, at all. You know, now <clears throat> we'll see when these changes. Are, are, are ultimately come into effect but to be a, a individual content creator and you're gonna have to lawyer up just every time you want to freaking put out a video upload a video it doesn't seem like they're moving in the right direction you know but uh i don't know buddha any thoughts uh i mean when i pull up mine it's like uh it doesn't have anything to do with me. There's like, it's Josh X, the barber creator on the rise. This is a guy that goes to the barber shop, bro. I'm bald, dog. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't pertain yeah, to me though. I'm feeling thing. a little uh, insulted. Actually, I'm like, what? What is all these barber videos? What are you trying to say, YouTube? Like, you don't know me. Come on, Mohawk fade. You know what I mean? Like, what is this? I don't know, but I, you know, uh, everything else is like I don't know, music videos and and football. So I don't know if that's. I got a Lo- Logan Paul, um, Logan Paul fight uh, highlight video. KSI Logan Paul highlights. Did they actually? That's- is that really on there, or is that like an, an yeah, incredibly like clever segue? <laughs> Or, or is it both? both? It is both. It is. It is both. Why can't it be both? <laughs> um. So so we have another YouTube article over here. Logan Paul of uh, Japanese suicide forest fame and uh, KSI. And to be honest, I don't. I don't know this one. But they're popular YouTubers, and uh, they got into a fight. Right. They're like an actual legitimate fight. Now this is actually the second fight. That they've had. The first one was in, um, I, I, I think, uh, like amateur boxing rules where they have the headset, not the headset, the headgear. Uh, this one seems seems to not be. Now I don't know if if it's in more like professional rule set or if it was. I'm sure it was limited in some way. But they went at it, no headgear. They went to fight. The first one was a draw, and. Yeah, first uh, one was a draw. Now the second one, um, it, it was it went to a decision, but KSI ended up ended up winning, um, and I don't know, um, Buddha. Let's start with you because you actually did some some fighting in your day. Did you did yeah. you hear about this? What yeah, are I your saw thoughts it. I saw on, it. It, on so, this? You watched it? Uh, yeah, I watched like the highlights and stuff with it. So basically, um, you know, if anybody you know, talking about YouTube, a lot of the the stuff on YouTube um, that you end up, at least for me, somehow, some way, I enjoy beef. I enjoy when two people do not get along and they don't actually see each other physically. So they feel like it's just like this. I don't know. They're really tough when it comes to videos or like audio clips. Uh, You know, you see it a lot with rappers. They get into each other and, you know, 
it just happens to be like i don't know me and manny talk about hip-hop and stuff quite a bit and it seems like some of those tracks where you're dissing another rapper just seems yeah. like you just you want you want to hear those lines you want to hear what they had to say and it's a lot it, the same thing goes for YouTubers and content creators get into it and um, it creates a buzz and KSI and uh, Logan uh, have been going at it for a hot minute um, they did the first fight um, it ended up being a draw which I felt was a pretty good. Uh, that that was a good decision on that. Uh, this one, um, watching some of the fight highlights, uh, you know, it, it was a legitimate boxing match. These guys have actually been training boxing. They took it seriously. Um, so, and they actually put in some work and at the end of it all, um, they kind of made up and were just like, you know, and, and that's the way it usually ends up when you have these big fights whether it be MMA and boxing or something like that. A lot of times uh, you hate the, your opponent. You don't like the stuff that he says or whatever. You might not like the stuff that he stands for. But when you go Omano Imano and uh, you duke it out like men, as some people would say, um, you tend to forget all that crap that you were pissed off about and you end up respecting, you know, whether you got worked or, or you, 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 you beat the other guy, whatever the case may be, you end up uh, gaining some kind of like respect as a, as another man or another, yeah, opponent, yeah, yeah. you know, and that's what, that's what these guys did. I mean, you know, um, I don't know the exact numbers as far as what they brought in. Um, you know, cause obviously, you know, they, they put it on like a pay-per-view type style type thing to watch it. But, uh, um, but overall it was, I mean, it was, it was a, your typical boxing match. Um, they had other content creators going at it also on the card. Um, but that was obviously the one that everybody wanted to see. So we'll see if they decide to do a three peak, um, or not, depending on what the number draw was. I'm sure if the, if the numbers show that enough people wanted to see that, then they'll do it again. So, but you know, well, the first, the first match had nearly a million people actually watch it legitimately. You know what I'm saying? And another, like, according to this article, said 800,000 people w- watched with another 1.2 million people watching on pirated streams, right? So, right. 800, like, 800,000, like, actually getting up to, to watch these two YouTubers freaking box. That's pretty astounding yeah. with, 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 an, you know, 2 million in total interested in this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Now, I got to give it to them, though. Like, these guys looked like they were working, working. Like, Logan Paul's yeah, they, coming out. They were, he's ripped, bro. He's a, he, yeah. like, they, they look like boxers. Yeah. They, they, uh, they definitely, well, because uh, they're YouTubers, obviously they're under like a real critical eye because, you know, they have so many subscribers and, you know what I mean? And they talk so much trash. So the, um, the first fight, you could tell that they were kind of winded a little bit. Like they were, they were tired in that fight. This fight, you could tell that they really took it seriously this time. Like they really, truly wanted to win. So that's always good. You know, they look like they beat the hell out of each other though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that. I mean, they were trying. Yeah. I mean, they were real. like, like I said, it was almost like watching a legitimate boxing match. If you didn't know any better, you know, you, you, if you didn't know these guys from, you know, YouTube or anything, you would just be like, Oh, look at this boxing match. 
Um, and these two guys are really going at it and really trying, you know, to, to outdo the other one. So, um, you know, it's cool. I mean, I mean, whatever floats your boat, I suppose. Yeah, I got, I, got, I, got, I got a couple of thoughts on it. What do you the, think? Uh, yeah, well, um, it was Logan Paul, his uh, one point of the fight, it, the bead work or the, the sequence work on his uh, American flag shorts <laughs> seems to break down and lots of the the, uh, the sequence work is actually winds up falling away. And also, you know, I think when when any content creator gets to a certain certain size, we should do one of these. <laughs> This should be like just like a normal thing, like mixed in with content creating. This is the physical aspect of it. Uh, you have to you have the box, but you could also create. It would also like stunt the amount of people who are becoming professional uh, content right, creators. Right, the downfall. Yeah. People will, will purposely stay as am, like amateur content creators because you don't want to get into the ring, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That would be interesting. Now, now, uh, one of the interesting things, I, 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 according to this article, anyway. <clears throat> again, so there were there was a lot of interest in in this, uh, and these guys were the headliners, but there were two world champion fights also on deck th- on the pay per view show, mm-hmm. and the two world champion fights, but they they were like undercarded to to these guys, which is right. kind of. It's kind of a shame, but also it's like, it's a, I mean, it is a different, they have a different kind of, of, uh, popularity, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like all of these guys, ultimately I think it's good for the sport. I think, listen, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fight guy, right? You know, I, I have watched some and they were, they were, you know, some, they were fun and whatever. Uh, but I'm not really big on the sport, but I have to imagine that it would at the very least get a whole bunch of people that were never really thinking about boxing to give it a go and watch a real boxing event, which right. has to be good exposure for, for the sport. I yeah. imagine. Well, you know, the thing about the world champion, like, unfortunately, when it comes to boxing and it, it's all down to who the promoters are. And the promoters are the ones that are going to dictate the fights that go on. They're the ones that are going to get the checks. Um, they're the ones that are you know, holding sway over like any pay-per-view or anything like that. So a lot of times when you have the, the problem with boxing is that there's so many titles out there. And even though they might be a world title holder, it doesn't, it doesn't always mean that the belt has as much value as say, like, you know, the heavyweight championship of the world type of thing. Right, right. So that's the only problem with that. You know, you, you have a bajillion different weight classes. You have a bajillion different belts running around there. That's why a lot of times when you see fighters fight, it's like uh, the IBF champion, the such and such champion, uh-huh, the, uh-huh. the Krispy Kreme donut champion versus, <laughs> right? The, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like it, 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 like everything you do ends up having some kind of belt or some kind of title to it to give you that much more stature somewhere. So but it, it but ultimately me. serves to water to water down its its meaning, its value. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that you, whoever was promoting this probably was like, hey, look, we've got this KSI Logan Paul match. Uh, we're looking to fill in the, the, the undercard with some fights. We want some because uh-huh. there was some other content creators that were duking it out on there um, that also had, you know, quote unquote beef. 
And then, you know, so they probably decided that, well, you know what, we actually want to make sure this is a legitimate event. We don't want to turn this into like a tough man competition or something along that where, you know, two guys that didn't care to train all of a sudden get in there and they duke it out. And then they, you know, they both faint at the end because they were right. so out of shape. They probably wanted to have some legitimacy to it and brought those other other fighters in to 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 make it an official boxing event. But I mean, that sport's always had its ups and downs as far as ever since UFC came into the picture and MMA became such a bigger deal and more mainstream boxing is has kind of struggled um, as far as their. I don't know, events and whatnot and their champions and all that stuff. It's all so it's really diluted. So. Which is a shame because I, I mean, like, but again, like the yeah. only ones I really, I really watched were like the, the bigger heavyweight championships, mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yep. Uh, yeah. The one of the things with MMA is that they also have like a show where you can get to know these these people right it's not just the fight right you watch them oh the ultimate fighter yeah yeah you watch, you know so you there's there's a there's, i mean i mean really it's kind of like what freaking the wwe does right uh, although we all mm-hmm. you know i mean it's it's real athleticism but scripted events you know uh spoiler alert i suppose but <laughs> spoiler you know scripted uh but but it, but it's still you know it's real athleticism going in going into these and they have their shows but it's, it's just a year-long promotion for the pay-per-view you know yeah yeah and that's you know and that's the big difference between boxing and like mma um the the, the real difference is is the mma has such a, a pool of fighters that they can they can throw events and shows and stuff like that on a regular so they're constantly giving you content whereas boxing the bigger the bigger boxing matches happen like once a year you know right. like those guys the mayweathers and the canelos those guys are fighting once w- one time a year making buku money because it's the only big boxing sh- you know what i mean big boxing show in town so but I don't know. Word. I could have right. been on the Ultimate Fighter. I almost made it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. 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 I trained at the same gym at some of the other guys that were on that show, and the um, but I got hurt, so man. could have been a whole different kind of Buddha wheel going on. <laughs> could have been the Ultimate Buddha. The wheel. Ultimate Buddha the ultimate. wheel. But instead, right, right, right. instead, I have chose to the, just a legendary. I'm taking this podcast. It's not a mythic. You're just, you're just a legendary. You're not a mythic. <laughs> I'm not a mythic. <laughs> You're not a mythic. You're an ultra rare. Waiting to happen. Okay. Oh, oh man. So uh, we have some things going on in Magic. Now we talked about Magic: The Gathering like mm. for several podcasts in a row, but this time it's actually some news going on. Um. So let's jump into it. We there's the, there's uh let's see Autumn Burchett, uh, who is, was playing in a Magic: The Gathering championship. Uh, now she posted on Twitter, uh, that says I was instructed by tournament officials to remove these defaced, uh, Therese Nielsen lands from my deck. And she shows two different lands, a forest and an Island. And, uh, on it are the, um, like very all, all over the, the front of, of the card. It says trans rights, uh, are human rights and no turfs. Uh, and I, be- I believe it's like I know it means something. Uh, uh, forgive me. I don't. I don't. 
know what the what the term uh, stands for. Something like trans. Uh, I, I I don't know. I'm not even gonna try. Uh, no turfs on Ooh. on uh, gruel turf, right? I don't know what that one means, but trans rights are human rights. I get right. I understand. Uh, either way, those are the messaging. I think there were some other cards as well, uh, but those are the two that were that were shown. And the news was, hey, they told me to to not use these cards, and they were trying. I mean, it was trying. I, the way I I saw it, it was trying to be elevated to the same level of like like a blitz tongue, like freedom of speech. Uh, type type thing with with blizzard right uh later on uh she was told that it was okay it was okay to use these cards but well you know what before i go in further in explanation uh buddha we're gonna start with you on this one what are your thoughts mm -hmm. with with that the the premise like of 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 the story as of yet Go ahead. The, the the thing is, is like you know, and 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 I, I don't, it, it, you know, I I I understand like w these people that are, you know, they want to make a statement, right? They want to get their message out there, and they, you know, and and I totally support that. And, I, and but like I said before, you know, I feel like there's a right way of doing it, and there's a wrong way of doing it. And when you go on somebody else's platform, you kind of you kind of fall into their jurisdiction. Like anything can happen when you're doing it on somebody else's platform. Now they've had somebody do the, uh, um, the 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 China protest thing, and they didn't censor that person. Um, they let they let that go, and that was part of the interview. Now the rules are you you can't muck with the cards. That is like golden rule number one. Right, clearly, you can't like do um, Buddha. What was the story? It was like maybe a month or so ago regarding somebody like being accused of cheating for the sleeves right something like that yeah yeah i mean you know they had a little little uh indentation on one of the sleeves and that was you know what i mean that's i mean granted these were and i can't tell if these are written right on the sleeve or if they're written right on the card i see that the cards are in sleeves um on these pictures that she posted up on twitter um it's it's hard to say um, but either way, you, you just, you're not allowed to, 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 to make any kind of marks or anything on that. Uh, technically, you know, it is, it looks like it's made with like just a Sharpie, um, that Sharpie could rub off on other card sleeves. I mean, you know, it is, it's, it's just one of the golden rules. You don't, you don't muck with your cards, um, uh, in order for to prevent any form of kind of cheating, you know, if you've got an indentation on a sleeve or maybe you're not playing with sleeves and you've got a card that's got, you know, you know, rough edges or something like that. It's very easy to tell what that card is. And if you're looking at like, say your deck, physical magic is totally different than when we play digital, you know, obviously, cause you can see the stack there and you can notice imperfections in cards and whatnot. Um, a lot of times, you know, you have to play with brand new cards because you don't you don't want any of that to show um, because they can easily come in. An official can easily say, hey, you know what? That is actually way too marked up or dinged mm -hmm. up card. You're going to have to replace that with something that's, you know, you know, so it, it makes total sense that they, that they did that. Um, you know, in the way I look at it is like, you know, if you want to to make a statement and all, 
totally fine. Do it. Uh, but you know, obviously they're not going to, they're not going to stop you from making a statement during your interviews or anything like that on their platform. So I feel like if they're going to give you that door, go ahead and take that door. Don't do something that's going to obviously get you in trouble. You know what I mean? Like they could have easily, you know, they could have easily did a, you know, a blizzard thing and said, Hey, no, you're not allowed to do that. You're, you were cheating because you marked your cards and sorry about you. You're suspended from these events. You can't, uh, you know, whatever, whatever winnings that you got at this tournament, you're not going to be allowed to have type of thing. And I would have totally been like, well, yeah, you, you, you broke, you broke some rules and that's what happens. You face the consequences if you jump on other people's platforms, you know? So, but I mean, I don't know. It was a boo-boo. You shouldn't be defacing your cards. Uh, hurts me. That hurts me in my soul. Well, yeah, I, I think I think definitely. <laughs> it's a basic lands. Come on, yeah, it's still, lands. man. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, it's not on a, but, it's not a mythic. Uh, true. <laughs> true, man. Well, uh, so, these so are Greg, older lands, man. Look, you can see the date on it. Nineteen ninety-three. Come on, man. These are older lands. Nineteen ninety-nine, nineteen ninety-three. Come on. These are the older ones, man. Don't do that. Uh, the way I feel about this, um, I'm less uh, upset about the trans rights or human rights than I am about the no turf on gruel turf, uh, just because I don't know the anagram. For, like I don't know what's going on there. I feel like it's not an anagram. The gruel, the gruel is a is a clan in the in the um, in 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 the the magic game. Like if you look at arena, it feels exclusionary. Yeah. There's different guilds. One's fine. The other one seems exclusionary. (laughs) I I think, I think the, the, uh, the charts, the T E R F does mean something. I, I, but I I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I was, I was looking in the article. I should have like copied it and, and put it over there. It's like trans, trans something. So I, I know, I, I think it does. Well, they, something. So, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Trans it? exclusionary radical feminist. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's that. But I had to look it up, and I feel like I shouldn't have to do that. I know what trans rights means. Well, like, what is fuck. TERFs? What is T E R F S? What is that supposed to stand for? That's that's what it was. Trans exclusionary oh. radical feminist. Well, right. I guess it is exclusionary, isn't it? So, right. Okay, that checks out. If I, if I don't understand <laughs> it, it's excluding me. Damn it. <laughs> um. Alrighty. So, my thoughts. I think it's. I think it's. They're trying to elevate it to the same thing of of the uh the Blitzchung a uh, Blizzard uh thing, right? They're trying to say, hey. Um, they, they allowed this, this other free speech going on or they, the, somebody in, um, what, what was it? A Lishi Chan, mm-hmm. uh, in the mythic championship where he, he won and he went out and, and, and voiced his support and they didn't stop him. And that's, that's true. Just like Buddha said, but that was like, that was their time, right? They, you, you won. You have like, th- like, I don't know, 15 seconds to say something. Mm-hmm. Put the mic in your face, right? And that's your time, right? And and, th- and then it was allowed, and that's fine. 
and then you you move on. There's clear there's clear rules against marking cards for a reason. For the obvious reasons. You're playing a yeah. freaking card game. Yeah. You know? And honestly, I I don't like they're they're trying to say it's a freedom of speech thing, but the rules are in place for a reason. They you know, like like I know uh, Wizards of the Coast from what I'm able to gather, they're they're you know fairly a fairly woke company. You know, what I'm saying this is stuff that they agree with, but they should be able to stand firm on on the defacing of of the cards. Now, if you are the sleeves is a thing, right? So just make custom sleeves, and then that's it. You know, get some get some whatever sleeves you want that that says you know promotes whatever whatever it is you want to promote. If you want, you know, right. if, if that's what you want Hire it to be, a, your local graphic designer to design them. Like, come on, like, yeah, people jobs, right? Yeah, there's there, there's 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 other ways of going you're going about it. But here's here's the other thing about it too. Like, it's specifically against uh, the artist. They crossed out the artist's name uh, on 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 both uh, on both cards, right? And the artist was. Teresa Nielsen, uh, right. and and so when we're taking a look at that, it's like, man, why why was her name marked out, Teresa Nielsen, and why were, you know, that seemed like I understand the statements, trans rights and whatnot, fine, that but to mark out the name, so I I you take a look at who who this Teresa Nielsen is, and she's a a, a very popular artist in the magic world, a fantasy artist. Uh, and she was um, outed, I guess, if you will, as being uh, conservative-minded, right? Uh, so, so there was and there's another article over here that that said Teresa Nielsen is a Trump supporter. These are tweets. Uh, Teresa Nielsen is a Trump supporter, and I'm sick of seeing her art on my timeline. Uh, and I go, and then you can go in uh, with there's other people that are saying, "Oh my goodness, you know, take take a look." She's really deep in the rabbit hole, right? And you see like different likes. And when you look at her likes, she likes some pro Trump Trump stuff, maybe some stuff from Fox News. Sean Hannity was on there, whatnot. So they they you know they felt uh, uh, the uh, I want to go in. Uh, let's see. Here's another tweet. So Teresa Nielsen is a Nazi. But I love my eternal oh, witness geez. playmat. <laughs> right. So Teresa Nielsen is a Nazi, but I love my eternal witness playmat. Are there any aggressively left-wing Antifa a magic artist I can get to deface it with, with sick art and anti-Nazi stuff? 100% serious, right? So so this is like the, sen- the sentiment. There's people that are out there that feel <clears throat> betrayed, right? Why betrayed? Because they're putting, you know, trans rights and 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 pro gay sentiment, but she is gay. Teresa Nielsen is gay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so uh, yeah, so this you say they did this. This has malice. This had malice intent. Right. That's that's oh, another that's difference. The, it, I, I, just that face of value. It's it's not at the same level. There's, Are there's these cards very expensive. Uh, like, like, yeah, they're older cards. Teresa Nielsen, I believe, like later on, they were allowed to be played, and I saw pictures of those, and those were actually on the cards. And these are expensive 
uh, expensive cards. The trade value is is, is fairly high, right? Um, either way, like like when this this happened around April, May, right? Uh, later on, or in uh, April second, Teresa Nielsen had a, a, a fairly long apology, basically saying, "Hey, I'm no stranger to being ostracized for my thoughts." Right? She is um, a Mormon. And she came out as being gay and and wanted to, you know, to uh, have a relationship with with another, uh, her her uh, significant other female. Right. And she was ostracized from from the Mormon church. So she said, like, hey, I'm, I'm no stranger to this. Uh, and then she goes on with a little bit of fluff saying, like, ultimately, she she wants to to be inclusive and whatnot. And she that's why she uses her art. Um and and she doesn't expect to agree to be in total agreement with everybody around her and that's okay like everybody should be free to think the you know to think differently and but you know the, that d- doesn't seem to be uh jiving with with certain people in the magic community so that there's a, a, a there's an undertone on this that's more like you said malice against right the artist is, Teresa Nielsen is, and less uh, about like actually promoting trans rights. It's, it's a, it's more of a statement against the artist. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so a, this thing the- called a uh, Hallen's razor. It says never to attribute it malice to which that can be adequately explained by stupidity. So basically saying like, um, that you don't, don't just assume that they're doing it to be mean, but they're just didn't realize. Uh, but this, this being like older cards and expressly seems like targeted at this artist. Um, I don't know, unless she has like really extreme opinions, I wouldn't see why you would be aggressive in this manner towards somebody like that. But it's yeah, you're right. It does seem it seems it seems uh, there's some maliciousness aimed at that artist. Uh, yeah, that's that sucks. And then to conflate the two things in some kind of like larger political sense is um, well, that's that's yeah. like the epitome of hijacking a, a cause, right? Which right, right. Yeah, so I, it's cloud I'm, chasing. Yeah. Oh, clearly, clearly, this was cloud chasing, <laughs> right? You know, because 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 the the Blitzchung Blizzard thing was pretty big news, you know, and and people saw uh, how Blizzard reacted and how that was re- not not Blizzard. I'm sorry, Magic uh, the Gathering um, was treated when um, uh, something similar happened pro hong kong statements were made so then so then this was tried to be uh, the attempt was to be elevate this to that same level but it it a it at face value it doesn't it's not the same because they had long standing rules about defacing cards right it shouldn't it should never have been a thing uh and b it's, it seems to be more of like a personal vendetta against a person as opposed to for a cause which is to me, to me, that that really devalues the the cause, right? People should be treated with dignity, period, right? But right, 
Uh, and I don't, I don't think that, I mean, ho hopefully I don't think that's a, a cause that anyone really should be against. Right. Treat, even if you disagree, treat, treat yeah. others with dignity, right? Not even be dignity. Like we could like be straight up nice to each other if we wanted to. Like, well, <laughs> right. That's what I'm like. Right. I, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Even if you disagree, right. like Dignity's I disagree, I disagree <laughs> with, with, you know, with, with you, Greg on, on, on things and with you, Buddha, you know, on, on some things, but we're, we're mm -hmm. all friends, right? We're all nice to each other. I yeah. mean, you know, it's possible folks. It's possible. <laughs> I think you just need to be able to agree to disagree. Yeah, sometimes sometimes that's sometimes that's yeah. that's just the way it is. But like to say, oh, you have oh, she's a Nazi. Oh, come on, you know, like yeah. it's just, just talk about it. the, es the escalation, <laughs> the mental escalation. Like, and I've said this, I've mentioned this before on the podcast before. Like, we can't just disagree anymore. You know, it's it, it's instantly everything is elevated to the most extremes. Like, oh, you're a Nazi, and as a Nazi, you know, you're essentially dehumanized. You know, and that's I don't think people know what Nazis are when they no. say you're a Nazi. <laughs> they, they they really don't. They 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 don't have any real idea. They use it so flippantly now. That they have no real idea what what it actually means. Ultimately, a Nazi is somebody you disagree with at this point. <laughs> that sucks. Hey, listen, I played Wolfenstein. I have full meanings of what a Nazi is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did you see I don't the cards think... that got that got Go... approved? Though, did you see them? Um, I I don't have it in front of me. Uh, if you wanna if you wanna send send the link. Oh, okay. Uh, well, so basically what they did is they, they, they made her, they said, okay, fine. You want to do this to your cars. We'll meet. We'll, you got to meet us halfway. You can't mark off. You can't, uh, uh, mark over what the mana is like the symbol for the mana. You can make a statement on the card, but you can't, you can't, you can't be marking through any of the actual symbols on there. The symbols have to be visibly seen by the judge to, to see that is what you are casting that is what you have so there's no kind of like uh you know right mishap as to what's going on so if you look at the um cards that were resubmitted by her it's a it's a drastic change um still still the same statements uh but obviously the the um the markings and stuff are, are a little bit different to uh meet with the wizards of the coast uh standards so pretty interesting i, so, I mean, well, but know. i i do i now i don't know i don't know like the whole history of of um rulings on marking cards right i don't know if they were signing cards and playing signed cards before it, what you know i I'm, that might have been a thing i'm not really sure are you aware of of marked playing marked cards i'm only aware of like marked cards as far as cheating you know and and i just assumed all marked cards were banned it, well i mean yeah that's usually the case i mean usually the, that is the what they try to say that you know you can't tamper or mess with a card in any way you know so it's it's kind of it's it's just blunt you know don't muck with the cards type right. of deal um, I, in any I, in any form or fashion, um, 
And, and I guess when she was like, well, you know, you didn't give me an explanation. So I guess they came out and wrote, well, this is the problem. You know, you're, you're, you're marking through like, so if you look at the first photo, there's a markings through the, um, the entirety through the of the forest. card. Yeah. yeah the, through the forest and all that stuff. And the way wizard looked at it was like, Hey, you know, if you're casting that and you're utilizing that your other player has to sit there and figure out what in the heck you just cast it because it's covered in all this crap. Right. You know, it's a marked up. So if you're going to do this, fine, you're going to have to fix it to where it's very obvious as to what you are casting, you know, for your, you know, and if, if people, if you don't understand what I'm saying by casting, we, you have to put down things to cast your said spells in these lands or what fuels your mana to, to be able to cast these spells. So when you put these down on a tabletop, your opponent has to be able to, to see without a doubt what it is that you're putting down there on that table. I don't, I don't know, Buddha. I don't know. I was looking at cards today and they had some Japanese magic cards. If you wanted to get. Yeah. Dwe- yeah. You wanted to get I had some in Spanish like and German. I had all weedy. kinds. Yeah. 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 That's that's I, could, I can't read that. <laughs> you, you could be like you put that card out and be like this kills everything and your deck goes in the garbage but yeah. i guess that's what it says <laughs> yeah i mean I, i'm not gonna lie like i knew friends that would actually photocopy because they couldn't afford the actual card so they would actually photocopy and cut it out and put it in a sleeve like they actually had the card yeah oh man and and and, and and we as uh, house rules we actually like put a stop to that. We're like, okay, look, if you can't afford to get the card, then you don't deserve to have the card. So <laughs> right, right, we, right. We, we had to nip that in the bud. Now there was times where it was like, okay, hey, you know what? You've got this paper deck. That's what we call them, paper decks. Like you got this paper deck. Let's let's play your paper deck. Let's see what you let's see what you put together just to see it in action. But but for the most part, you know, it wasn't that the card was any different. It was the exact card, but we just. We just felt like, eh, that's a little, that's, that's like cheating. You didn't have to put any real effort. You just went on the internet and said, that looks really cool. I need that. And just printed it out. And that's, you know, where other, other ones were like trying to build the deck and actually, you know, kind of doing like what Greg did. You go to the freaking comic book store, you dig through the boxes to find what you're looking for to make what it is that you're, you know, trying to do. So, I mean, I've got boxes on boxes of just me going through that and paying 10 cents a card for certain cards that I needed, or I felt like, Ooh, this would be good in this deck. Oh, that would be good in that deck. You know, you put a little effort into your creation, you know? <clears throat> yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> well, uh, let me just say this. Uh, last thought, last thought is that to me, as far as I can see, I think wizards of the coast or magic, I think they made a mistake by, by, by allowing it. I understand I understand what they were trying to do and make it clear and then you can still have it marked up but and if if they allowed signed cards if that's a, and again I'm not 100% sure if that was the case then that that makes sense but I think it would have been a better position for them to just say no marked cards period cuz now the the precedent is out there right, right? And I'm putting, I'm putting boobs on my card. Well, well, then that's that's the thing, it, right now. Now it's there. So anything that they disallow is because they don't like the message, and then they're going to be in a bit of a bind, right? Um, 
It's I just easier. wonder what the like let's say the opponent disagreed with what the statements were in the card and felt that that was a distraction. That's what I wonder where the rules would lie. Like if you're playing with something and, and you know, cause I've, I've known players to like get like fan service sleeves and stuff to, to try to distract the little poor 13 year old boy that's sitting across from you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are real things that, that, that I've seen happen. So, uh, you know, if somebody has statements like that and, and it, it like, I don't know, maybe it offends me or, or I just don't feel comfortable with it. Like, I wonder how that goes. Like if, if your opponent says, no, I'd rather you not play with those. Um, and then what, the, what, what, what do they do then? At that point? Yeah, that's, that is, uh, well, well, I guess we'll find out because now there's the, the, the different precedents the that, doors, are, that are set. Yeah. New door has been opened. So yeah. We'll and, and, and they, they, uh, you know, they opened up a Pandora's box, man. You know, they had, as yeah. far as I'm, uh, to my knowledge, they had clear guidelines. They, they loosened it up and that's going to cause more problems. Uh, but, Oh well, let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, alrighty, let's move on. We have a couple of short stories. Alrighty, this one is um, speaking of boobs. Speaking <laughs> speaking of boobs, um, my my Shiranu <laughs> is uh, is too booby for the good boys and girls of Smash Ultimate. That's the the headline. It's uh it is a Polygon article. What's going on here? Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um fans want this character, right? It's from um I believe it is Fatal Fury, is that right? Uh the, the character uh oh, oh, oh my goodness. What the oh, my 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 Sharanu. Maya, Maya Sharanu, right? Now if you're taking a look at her, you know, go ahead to thehardcorecasuals.com. Take a look at the at the the link. It's going to be on the podcast notes, and you'll see right away uh, that she's definitely um, a buxom, buxom, right? A buxom character, and and you you know, like Nintendo, Smash Brothers is they're very family centric, right? The thing that makes this interesting is the actual phrase that they that they use for why they're not you're not going to see this character uh come to the game and it says it's because it's because the game is for quote unquote good boys and girls for many different ages right and that was <laughs> that was their way of saying listen it's it's a family it's a family game you're not going to see a character with with large uh breast physics you know what i'm saying bouncing around uh Terrible. Battling off against it's Yoshi and Mario, right? <laughs> what do you what, what are you thinking, Greg? I'm thinking that's yeah, that's anti titty committee uh, moving in here in stating like some kind of martial law. Um, uh, it's it's a fighting game, like right. Titties are more dangerous to the psyche of people than violence. That's what you're saying. Like, whatever it's it's got come on man well the the thing is i understand i under well first before i go buddha what are you what are you thinking what are you thinking she's one of my favorite characters in that series like i used to use her exclusively quite a bit she's got really cool moves uh and and she's hot so yeah yeah (laughs) so it was always a win-win for me at the very least if i'm losing at least i have something great to look at so, um, 
yeah, she's always been pretty awesome. I mean, very fan service, but um, you know, v- clearly a f- uh, a fan a fan service uh, character. But I mean, yeah, f- fighting games have fan service characters left yes. and right, right? But yes, not Smash Brothers. I don't think the princess counts, right? <sighs> no, nah, she's pretty well covered. Yeah, it's pretty close. well covered. Metroid also fairly well yeah. covered uh, yeah. as well, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so look, look, I understand. I understand. It's a they want. It's it's for family, right? They they even though at this point a lot of it's the, you said uh, last week we had an article. I don't think we talked about it. It's the number one fighting game out right now. It's the number one yeah. fighting game out. That's yeah. crazy. That's because it's the, of all time. I think that's if all of all time. I'm sorry, Greg. You faded out. Say it again. What? I, oh, it, it's an it's anti titty. That's right. why it's doing so well because it's anti titty. Well, because when when you have a large uh, breastesis and you're playing a game, you know the youngsters, right? It was not many years where that means dinner time. Right, they're 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 uh, years of separation from from uh, you know having a big old boobalus means it's meal time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's why it's just distracting. It's distracting for the youngsters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think it's a you know you should just reference the Lion King. It's like you know it's it's a circle of life. The circle yeah. of life. The of life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> Kuna Mabuba. Oh! That's a good one. I like that. Kuma Mabuba. All righty. Moving on. <laughs> um, official alien tabletop RPG. Greg, what's going on with this? Oh, this is, uh, this is great. You know, we need more tabletop RPGs. Uh, you know, we just got the uh, Wendy's one. This one's a little bit longer. Comes in at 392 pages, uh, but yeah, it's, so it's an it's alien role play. It's that whole universe. So you're talking uh, xenomorphs and uh, you know those ships that are just controlled by buttons and green screens. You know, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's pretty cool. I, uh, yeah, Some deadly it. action. What do you no, guys I'm- think? I'm interested in in like how they're going to go about this because I think one of the things now I'm very new to the whole RPG scene, right? Tabletop RPG. But I've been having fun with it and that's it's it's uh definitely cool. But um like fantasy and sci-fi are completely different genres, right? Com- like well, they're similar in that yes. they're they're <laughs> you know. Yes, like they're all fake, right? But you can get the fantasy. You have these whole slew of different races. You know, you can be the the dwarf or the elf, and and the you know all these all these different like vastly different things. Where sci-fi, not so much. You're generally going to have a bunch of of humans, right? In the the alien. world is just you have humans and androids i guess the difference is going to be in the skills that you pick up are you going to be like an engineer and and then you get that skill set you know i'm saying but like i mean beyond that it's like you versus one alien right that's the main thing like 
The other thing with with Dungeons and Dragons and other other things is you have a whole bunch of different list of enemy classes. Aliens has one, or, or like you get the different stages of that one alien, right? And it's generally in the movies anyway. It was like the one, with then the face crabbers also being a being a thing. So I see it <laughs> yeah. being limited in face some way. But also kind of cool, <laughs> you know. Like I, I like the the idea. I would, I think it would be fun. What are you thinking there, Buddha? Well, I mean, I think it's a cool concept. I mean, you know, there's there's a bit of lore there for them to work with. Um, so I mean, I, I guess it just, I, I, I guess I would just have to see it. Like I, you know, if you watch the trailer, it shows some pretty cool artwork, which I guess that is in the book. Um. So, you know, it's illustrated in the rule, in the rule book. Um, so I would be interested in to see what kind of scenarios that the, that the GM would put you through. Um, I don't know. I don't I, I just have to see a little bit more of it to find out. Cause I mean, I know, you know, some of the lore as you know, we've watched the movies and stuff like that and they've recently, you know, been rebooting those and uh, bringing it all back. So I don't know. I, I'd be curious as to see what, what types of things go on. I mean, they're pretty yeah. blunt about like high stakes and fast and brutal gameplay. So, I mean, they, they really want to put the, the beat down on you. And it says that you, you basically progress your character through the lore, through different, several different scenarios. So it's like, well, you know, I was just thinking, and uh, you know how the, uh, I don't know if anybody else has seen this, one of like my favorite alien movies, is it's uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem. Have you guys yeah, ever yeah. seen that one? Mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. my God. Yeah. So good. So that also brings Predator into the universe too. Mm-hmm. So it could be, yeah, it could be very interesting. Yeah. Set up some like one shots in the alien universe. Mm-hmm. That cool. would be, uh, yeah, I didn't think about that because they're officially part of the lore, you know? Yeah. The the Predators. Yeah. That would be kind of cool, like, as, as a potential uh, as a potential thing. There, There's there's definitely some interesting um, story-type scenarios that you can do within within that world. It's a little bit more, I don't want to say grounded because it's, it's, it's not, but it's a little bit more limited than your than the expansive fantasy world of like uh, a, a, tra- a traditional fantasy setting, right? Like a Dungeons and Dragons or, or what have you, but very interesting. Probably uh, I, I really, again, it's all, it depends on the freaking GM, right? Like how, 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 gr- how gritty is it going to be? But I imagine pretty cool. Uh, I'd give it a go, man. Do you, is there a price on this uh, uh, article? I don't see it. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm not seeing any price. It says coming in December 10th. So I okay, guess. we'll probably see more. I want to see more. I want to see uh, like because we got a little bit of what was going on with uh, the Wendy's stuff, right? right. <laughs> They're like right. you got all these different t- characters, but I mean that was also a, a gimmicky marketing thing, and they gave you the whole thing. Uh, I'd still be interested to see what oh, what yeah. else is going on. Apparently. Here. You can just download. Oh, can you? You just yeah. The alien one. Interesting. Yeah. It's maps and Uh characters. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to take a look at this. Uh, I, w- I would love to get into more uh, role play type stuff. You know, maybe we can do one sometime um, in, in next year, 2020. I think that would be so, so cool. Uh, but we got to move on. We got to move on. Um, here's another one. Bucks Gaming buying art with tweets. Did you guys hear about this? Oh, boy. Uh, we have. <laughs> so we have they need the, to unionize. Yeah, they need <laughs> to unionize. <laughs> um, so we have the bucks gaming now now this is the the uh esport league or team that is is that actually represents the milwaukee bucks it says uh from this uh dextero article bucks gaming represents the milwaukee bucks in the nba 2k league a joint venture between the nba and take two interactive now we talked about this uh, a couple months ago uh but but the Bucks gaming, the, the why they're under flack now is they they had a tweet that said, um, "We're looking for a new Twitter, uh, a new Twitter header for for this off season. Who can make a fire design for us? Whoever makes our favorite image will win some uh, at Bucks GG merch, and have their work on our Twitter. Uh, tag a, a graphic." Uh, a graphic artist here and the the backlash for the tweet was pretty quick basically saying uh here this is this one wraps it up very succinctly with the very annoying clap emoji in between all of the sentences i really hate this but it goes art is a profession pay your designers or get clowned uh on like like bucks gg right so yeah, that's the general sentiment. You paying people, you know, for for uh, w- with with uh, tweets and exposure seems a little disingenuous. Uh, what are your thoughts? I don't know. I didn't see anything wrong with it. Hell, you know, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, obviously they have the money. They could have hired somebody if they wanted to. And it's a Twitter header. It's not like I don't know, like I, I mean you don't have to be like a, a super good artist to put something together. Uh, I don't know. Like I, when I see stuff like that, I just feel like it's an opportunity for somebody that normally likes to do this. I know these people that are professionals that are chiming in on it. And that's like, it's kind of not meant for you. You're, you're, you know, unless you, you want exposure for yourself, like that would be the only reason to do it. Or you're maybe a hardcore bucks fan and you really want some bucks merch. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really see what the big deal is. I mean, obviously they could have paid for it if they wanted to. It's like, you know what I mean? Like a Twitter header is not going to cost that much at all. Right. So it's, I don't know. I, I just feel like they were just trying to, to do something that might've been cool. You know, you got some kid that's a hardcore bucks fan. It probably has 20 bucks Twitter headers already and wants to submit <laughs> one to see if he can like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, just to just to be able to tell his friends like, hey man, check that out, man. That's mine. I did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't think it was. I, I you know, I think maybe it was just worded wrong. I guess to like, it took something that probably would have been just something simple and fun to, and then turn it into like, we need to get paid for our stuff. And it's like, hey, they probably weren't talking to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, why? 
You know what I mean? Don't jump up and down about, you know, obviously if they use your stuff, they're going to pay you because you're going to want to demand payment. So therefore you're not going to enter the contest, are you? You're not going to do it. So don't do it. You know, right. Go print your artwork on magic cards <laughs> Go for that. <laughs> uh, Greg, what are you thinking of this? Yeah, I think, um, they, yeah, if they, if they choose your art, um, yeah, they should pay up. They should, you know, they should figure something out other than exposure. Like, yeah, have the contest, have everybody enter. Yeah. And then pick one and then pay that person money. Like, come on. <laughs> don't just think, uh, try don't, to get out. I, don't feel, don't, I feel like, like if you're like an, a legitimate artist, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that normally gets paid for your work. Then this doesn't even, this doesn't even mean anything to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is not a contest that you'd be, that you would care to, to be about. Like, right. whereas if you were somebody that's just Joe Schmo that likes to mess with Photoshop and I don't know, he, there's a lot of freelance graphic. I, I mean, there is, but everybody, that's what I'm saying though. Like there's a lot of people that do stuff on, for free anyway, but you know what I mean? Like there's people that right. do stuff just for the sake of doing it anyway. So, yeah, I, 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 I think, I think I, I mean, look, it's on Twitter, right? So Twitter is the place where everything gets taken out of context and everything gets blown out of proportion, right? That's just, that's just the rules of Twitter. Right. Um, and I understand like from the artist perspective and whatnot, I understand them looking at this and, and like, balking you know what i'm saying like what what is this you're trying to you're trying to get work like you know artwork on on the cheap you know but right you're right it's it's not really for professionals right like like i i think i think i understand where they were going with this and it's not as terrible as it may seem right but they it was worded pretty badly you, you know like it, it it really just seems like they're they just want art and, and they'll they'll give you some tweets and and i understand i understand both sides of it i uh but i mean i, I it looked i mean I, I if you're looking at it from from the, that perspective it's it's horrible <laughs> you know like uh, how dare you buy somebody's art f with tweets uh and or cloud or exposure you know uh I guess if the it wording a is bad it's a contest you know what I mean? yeah that's like, and that's what so, it is you know if I, it wasn't a contest then you know what i mean like then i could understand where people would need to be paid you know for their for their efforts but being that it's a contest it's kind of just kind of like hey <laughs> nobody's yeah, making prize, you jump in here and join it the prize shouldn't just be exposure the price should be money like uh, the price needs to be a little though, bit you know more I mean? yeah <laughs> yeah i think that's one of the things when when, when uh, you have to have some other type of tangible prize so people can can see that yeah the exposure of it that's <clears throat> that is that's just a byproduct of it right your your art will be used right and but they said essentially they phrased it like that is the prize we will, yeah. Right. We're gonna use your, you know, we're oh, we'll yeah. use it and we'll know. we'll tweet out your name. I'm just That's thinking about like if if I was like some 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 artist that was looking to try to like 
you know, get my name out there, trying to get people to notice my, my, my talents and whatnot. I would see this as like, like, I don't know, like a golden opportunity to, to, to reach more people to see what I can do. I mean, it doesn't cost anything to enter it. You know what I mean? And, and like, I don't know, like, I just look at it from a, from a, like, if I was that guy that was trying to get out there more, you know, to get the clout, you know, what are you going to do? You know? So I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel about it. It's like, you know, if I want some exposure to my talents to draw some attention to, to what I'm able to do on, on that type of stuff, then I, I would jump all over this. I would jump all over this. I, you know, even if I wasn't a Bucks fan, I'd be like, ah, the hell, I don't even like Milwaukee, but whatever. Like, I'm going to give it my Milwaukee's best and make a great Twitter header and, and hopes that I win and, uh, you know, donate the, the merch to Goodwill or whatever you got to do and, and, you know, get, get that tag put on there from when they announce it and be like, hey, you know, so and so is the winner for the Twitter header. Ta-da! And like, sweet, cool. Maybe I get a few hits off it. Maybe I don't. Maybe people think it sucks. Maybe people think it's cool. I don't know. It, it also drives it. down the, 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 the price, though, of the worth of the, 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 the logo. Or, or, or the, the, it drives down the worth of the people who do this for a living um, by just getting somebody to do it for free. You know? Yeah, I mean, but what would you get? Uh, you know, know what, what I'm what saying? Or, or do you do you get somebody that do you get like the the blingiest bling bling Twitter head of all things? Um, you know what I mean? Like, I'm. This is not like you're not having to sit down and do oil paintings. You're not. You're not. This is not something that that should take you like you know twenty thirty hours to make. This is it's a Twitter header. It's only so big, and there's only so much you can do with a with a the bucks logo so it's like you know the deer head i mean people put like 60 70 hours sometimes well, like that's I'm what like, i'm saying like you know what i mean like people that do that obviously on a different on a different level this doesn't even hit their radar because they're 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 having to get paid if you have that kind of time to put into it then you know what i'm saying I'm, like I'm, I'm still paying off my uh <laughs> graphic design uh <laughs> degree uh, marketing degree uh <laughs> and, i'm gonna get it but i mean you know you got people that post stuff all all, all their art on other platforms all the time for nothing this is true this is true i mean for no reasons other than just to show it off you can go to instagram right now and type in art and you can see all kinds of stuff on there that people are are, are just posting out there for free and some of them like you can reach out to them and say hey i would really like to use this piece you know how much right, does it cost? No, right. See, that's, that's, a lot that's of them, the thing. I, the, like, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. My logo, my, my own logo for that I utilize for streaming. The guy was like, no, nah, man, I got you. I'll just make it. You can use it. Sweet. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. pretty cool. It moves and shit. Like, it's like pretty legit. <laughs> you know, I got way more than what I thought I was going to get. You know what I mean? For something that was somebody was going to give for free, you know, but I think. Ultimately, it was it was just poorly um, verbalized. You know what I'm saying? Like the, I mean, the when it comes across it, as like when it comes across as trying to buy art from artists with exposure, that's 
that 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 comes the two artists that is like shameful and the thing is they know they're already like like um battling like undervalue right people people undervalue the work that goes into creating digital art so so i think there's there's a red flag and people are like up in arms against that already but but to your point and i think is very valid it's not for them it's not for actual artists that, that are trying to make money off of this right it's for people that are that are maybe you know fresh in school or or just just big fans with with, with some basic photoshop skills that want to slap something together you know what i'm saying they're not they're not looking for for actual branding they just want a twitter head and and they thought it would be fun but it was just the message the message the message did not c come out clear, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And Twitter does what Twitter should, does. Twitter does what Twitter does and the, makes uh, it a big deal. The guys that did the uh, the art for Sonic the first round. Yeah. Those guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, those guys those guys were working for exposure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They got exposed. Yeah, yeah. About. They got exposed all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all righty um buddha i'm sorry we left you with not too much time um xo19 what's going on with that what a lot of oh, stuff right uh, yeah, a lot of stuff a lot of stuff so let me just give you a, a quick rundown so obviously there's a lot of stuff coming to game pass um if you hadn't noticed already uh rage 2 is it has was dropped um the lego the ninjango movie video game it's like ninja legos uh, that got remnant from the ashes. You've heard me complain about that game because it's very hard. And now Manny gets a taste of the medicine. Oh, baby. Because uh, <laughs> it's on Game Pass. Uh, a strategic game called Age of Wonders. Planetfall is on there. Uh, they dropped some stuff for PC, Hearts of Iron 5, Cadet Edition, and Age of Empires 2, Definitive Edition. Um, and then the Talo, uh, Talos principle and tracks are going to be on console and PC. Uh, they also announce uh, stuff for... Um, Life is Strange 2 and The Witcher 3, which will be coming to, uh, to console. So that's some big stuff. Along with later on down the road, we're going to get Darksiders 3, uh, Van Brintz, uh, Cold Soul, The Escapist 2, and Halo Reach will be coming to the Master Chief Collection. And uh, that's going to be pretty big. Along with uh, my friend Pedro. Halo Reach. Yeah, yeah. I think um, that just real quick regarding the the Master Chief uh, collection, I've never had a game that I bought right where they came back and said, "Hey, this whole other game we're just gonna throw in there as part of this game that that you bought." I that's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the the power of uh, Game Pass. Um, so they had, you know, so the, we had that. Um, they did announce some new games. If you didn't know, Obsidian announced a new game called uh, Grounded. Um, me and Manny were looking at that earlier. Uh, not your RPG game that we thought we were going to get some more of. Obviously, The Outer Worlds is going to be a thing from here on out. It was very successful. Uh, they were very proud of the fact that that, that, that did so well. Um, so we'll probably be seeing that as a regular, I don't know, yearly maybe every two years or whatever uh, game um, rare came out with a new game ever wild. Um, the trailer looked pretty cool. I'm not exactly sure what it is exactly yet. Um, it looked like a cross of like something like, like almost like Zelda esque 
Um, the, the artwork is very familiar to that, but you have like a party of three. So I don't know if it's like a, uh, an RPG or what, what in the world is going on there. But uh, that looked really cool. Uh, they announced that uh, the Yukasa games that be, that were, have been uh, exclusive on PlayStation are also going to be coming to uh, Xbox now. Uh, that's, along uh, with, that's pretty cool. The, the yeah, games. yeah. Uh, also, yeah. Uh, the Kingdom Hearts series. Uh, a lot of people that were playing uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 on Xbox I had to actually go back and play the the older ones on the PlayStation because that was a PlayStation exclusive. They announced that those will be coming um, to Xbox uh, along with a lot of the older Final Fantasies are, are going to be dropping into Game Pass. So there was a lot of big things going on. Uh, Wasteland 3 was another one that uh, that got announced. They're gonna It's going to be coming out. So... Um, and I believe uh, Playground Games, uh, they're still working on their... Uh, Fable Four, apparently. So, a lot of big things. Did they actually? Uh, you know. Did they actually announce that the fact that they were working on it? Because I, I think that I was like one of those official. Big... Okay, yeah, okay. I, I didn't see anything official. They just kind of were like, "Yeah, we're working on something." Okay. That's going to so, be a big deal when that comes out. Fable Four. That's that, that that's, is going to be that's a big fairly deal. highly anticipated. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, so a lot of big things are happening for Microsoft right now. Um, as you know, as we have covered for this, you know, this whole podcast, really, if we had talked about Game Pass, we've talked about Microsoft doing things with the studios they acquired, um, you know, like the, 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 uh, the makers of Hellblade, they've got a new game that's going to be in a technical alpha, uh, Bleeding Edge. It's gonna, it looks more like a, like a hero based, um, melee game. So think of like I'm excited Overwatch. to give that a try. Tie Fighter. It was interesting. Not <laughs> Ty played it. He said he liked it. He said he really yeah. liked it. Yeah. So the characters look pretty crazy. I, you know, I was kind of hoping for something more along the Hellblade. I think style. they're working on that. I think I think they're working on something. I hope so. You know, I mean, granted, I hope this game does really well. I I, think, I hope that studio does really well, but. Uh, that's that's what I wanted, but I guess the same thing could be said about Obsidian. They, you know, are more of an RPG type of game developer, and they came out with a game grounded that looks very similar to Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Um, so, you know, uh, it's I mean, like we'll a, see. Like we'll see a, how it plays out. It's like survival. Yeah, yeah, but it's more like a kid-friendly kind of survival type type game and i think that's it. there's a place for it it's not necessarily getting me all amped to give it a go you know it looks interesting yeah. though it looks the art style looks pretty pretty good or whatever but you know it's I not it's the, no uh, intellectual property rights uh ran out on honey i shrunk the kids and they were just like hey let's make a honey i shrunk the kids video game right <laughs> right <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know there's some uh they they did do some world premieres. There's a game called uh, Last Stop that was pretty cool. Um that's a more of a narrative like different sides of a story. You play like three different characters and like you got three different ways of going about it depending on which character you're using at the time. Um there's a game that I thought would look really cool. It's called West of Dead. Uh and if that you're a fan cool. of Ron Perlman, uh you know, he does the voice for this uh twin stick shooter type game you're like this cowboy with a 
flame and skull looking like ghost rider or something i don't know what's up with that but uh definitely looked really cool um then they've got a uh another it's a co-op shooter game called drake hollow um that's supposed to be coming to game pass um so there's a lot of cool things going on uh along with the project scarlet um they're they're basically saying hey we've got so much content coming out we're gonna have more than enough for the current gen and next gen stuff so and and that is that's the thing that is the most interesting because we know that more announcements are going to be coming when they uh, they they get closer to just really diving in and talking about their next system you know and right. i'm very much interested to see what what ace is up their sleeve but lots and lots of games lots and lots i mean one uh, one game i i, I forgive me if, if you mentioned it but uh Age of Empire Four, that's a big freaking deal, bro. Coming out, mm-hmm. that was that was announced. Uh, lots of really interesting games uh, that I haven't heard of. Lots of games that are exciting that 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 Xbox platform gets to see that that have been traditionally on PlayStation or other platforms that that are coming on over. It, it it's it's all good man it's all good there's lots of really cool stuff and most of the stuff's coming to freaking game pass is all good it's it's all good i'm i'm excited to and jump x on cloud in. too as well yeah man we got all the x cloud stuff oh yeah 50 new games gonna be dropping in the x cloud so they're not playing any uh well they're not playing any games they're playing games they're <laughs> <laughs> the, the cloud war is real like they're 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 swinging for the fences here, you know. So, and, and didn't, they made a they made a, a statement, right, where they said that this game uh, or the X Cloud already is going to have more games than Stadia, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and Stadia launches next Tuesday on the nineteenth. The so. quietest <laughs> launch ever. They're just trying to whisper in there, man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Sneaking a fart. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, playing playing a rigorous game of uh, of who dealt it isn't the way you want to <laughs> roll in to the gaming, uh, uh, you know, fray. But that's the thing. Google has billions of of dollars to just burn. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, let's just wade, put dip our toes in in a whole new industry and see how it goes for a bit i, I mean clearly they, they, it's a long-term play there they have to expect to lose some money up up front just to test it out well we'll yeah. see we'll see yeah we'll definitely see i mean you know everybody's going to be keeping an eye on things for sure oh for sure I, well the thing everybody's is well, they need games exclusives stadia does mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. needs games but you can't put you know once you have a killer app then people are really going to be taking a look at it a game you can't get anywhere else but so that's uh we we got a skedaddle that's that's just about all the time we have ladies and gentlemen thank you so much if you've made it this far please consider uh giving a little support the hardcorecasuals.com slash uh patreon that'll uh help a lot always visit the website of course check out um uh leave some comments on the podcast notes on itunes again drop uh drop some a five-star review drop a drop some love there we would love it and uh and yeah that's about it epstein didn't kill himself see ya (laughs) 
Have a great week. Excelsior, you mo's. Can't kill himself. <laughs> <laughs>